What's going on, everybody? My name is Rob, and I'm the host of The Curated Culture, a weekly podcast dedicated to dissecting the latest and greatest news from around the world of tech and pop culture. Now, we all know the internet can be a busy, noisy place, so let us calm that noise for you. Join us as we discuss the latest and greatest topics from the people and sources that matter most. Check us out every Thursday as we jump into fresh, original content, new interviews, and a host of other subjects that we know you'll find interesting. So jump in whatever your favorite podcast app is and search The Curated Culture. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, we'll catch y'all on the air. And welcome back to Realistic Sustainability. I'm Mike, and I am here with Nick. How are you? I wish I would have came up with something cool, but I'm just happy to be back. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. It has been a long, long time since we've gotten to do this, and I'm just happy we get to do it. And in case anybody's wondering, we've done this once. I have found that my microphone has an echo button. So some of those past shows that we had, had this odd sound to them. And Nick and I recorded this, and it had that odd sound again until I realized that on my microphone, there's an echo, and it was turned up. I don't know if I did it by accident or kids were in here or what was going on, but it drove me nuts while trying to edit. So we get to do this again. That's really exciting. I don't know which one we're doing, but I'm here for it. (laughs) Well, we're just back. This is the we're going to banter because we're back, and no specific thing to talk about per se we're just gonna what has happened we skipped a summer we took the summer off we didn't take the summer off we just took the summer off of here well Um, you know what i mean we are both fairly busy in our own stuff and by fairly i mean pulling our hair out trying not to lose pace with our lives yeah so what kind of things have been have you been doing during this time let's catch everybody up on us well, I've been uh, working. Uh, wedding season's starting to ramp up. We don't really do a whole lot in the spring in terms of like open houses and stuff. It's mostly weddings, lots of weddings. Work has been kind of a circus My outside of the weddings. I mean, I still do have that job at the bar, so it's right. been interesting. And then I have been fiddling with some new projects. I'm getting kind of excited about where this year's going to go. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've just been busy. That's all. My oldest son graduated high school. He moved off to Tennessee, pursue greener pastures elsewhere. So I'm heartbroken and sad. The house is quieter now. But yeah, I mean, I'm here. Well, I'll be, I am not looking forward to that time because Aiden's already talking about it too. I think he's about ready to run off and it's not something I just even like thinking about. Well, I don't, I, I guess I don't know. I guess in one hand, I, I ultimately I'm, I'm excited that he's doing his own thing. I am selfishly sad because I miss him and, and for stupid little things, card games we used to play and whatnot. And, uh, but he's, he's happy. So, and that's the most important part. But catering, soul box, everything else seems to be doing its thing. Well, soul box all but non-existent. I have a couple of reoccurring customers, but I have not pushed it at all since catering season's picked up. I haven't really wanted to mess with it just because catering season, it's an animal. It's, it's a machine and it, there's a lot to it. And with certain months being way busier than the rest of them, I wanted to make sure that my focus was undivided. And so if people go online and they go to www.ordersoulbox.com and they order their food, I'm happy to make it for them, but I'm not advertising it. And yes, judges, that counts as a plug. I plugged it. You're welcome. <laughs> 
Not a problem. And you should. It's kind of, this is our show. We can do that. I do it with Dabble and the Edible Landscape Project and all these other things. You should be doing it too, Mr. Yawny Face. I'm tired. (laughs) It is that kind of day. I, on the other hand, same thing applies. I think if you've listened to the show in the past, you know that I took a new role at work, a promotion. And they always say you get promoted to your point of incompetence. And I was there. I (laughs) had a ton of learning. It was a bit overwhelming. There's people who rely on my ability to do my job. And if anybody knows me, I can't handle not not taking care of things for others. And it started to really tax me. I spent a lot of my downtime working on learning and it really made a lot of things suffer. It wasn't even just the show, the Stemnetics group, all of them kind of suffered for it. But now as the summer has moved on, I've been in the role for almost nine months. It's starting to get a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. And there was a handful of things happen that make us kind of think about what we're doing and why listeners contacting, checking in. That was pretty cool. It was, I I forget people listen to us because for you and I, it's like just seeing each other on a camera and having a conversation. And I forget this thing goes to all over the United States and all kinds of countries. Yes, And, And it's, you know, it always kind of shocks me when people reach out, but they did. They kind of checked on us, make sure we're coming back. And we were still getting some messages sent to my Facebook about uh, old shows, people who haven't quite caught up to this moment yet. And luckily for them, they're not even going to see us missing. It's just going to be one episode, us saying we're going to be gone for a little bit, and then us saying we're back. (laughs) You know, so. Mm -hmm. And shoot, we even sold a mug, a little bit, little bit mug while we were off. So merch was still happening. We sold a little bit, little bit, big bit mug. Yes, we did. We did. Yes. <laughs> and and neither one of us bought it. Neither one of us bought it. Out it, out it. That is because oh, <laughs> anyone can't tell. A little bit, little bit, big boot is my favorite one. So I enjoy it. So it's almost like we should have this do is greater than say versus little bit, little bit, big bit. But it this, is what it is. Both it are is good what it things is. to and say. It is what it is, and it is confirmed that they will be sipping in style with that. So even while we were off, some realistic sustainability stuff was still happening. My summer, after I kind of got my legs underneath me, some other cool stuff happened. I was able to do a few more things. Actually, one of the problems I had mentally is I felt like I was doing more say than do. I'm constantly talking about going out and doing things. And I, I, I was starting to feel like all I was doing was talking about it. And that is kind of unhealthy for me or a person like me. It's just not something that I can work with. And so that's when during this break, I was able to do more. Stemnetics greatly increased how many schools it's going to, both in Flint and in L.A., So I've gotten some opportunities to do a little more for Stemnetics. We get a lot more kids getting a lot more help. I might even have to spend a week out in L.A. to help train some new instructors. So Jamie's excited. I told her we would get her a flight, too. She could spend the week out there. She can work remote if need be. And for those of you who don't know what Stemnetics is, this is a job I did during college. I remember I was an old guy in college, so it was a little weird when I answered the the ad on Craigslist to hang out with kids. Yeah, I became a <laughs> true story. 
became a STEM instructor. And, and really ever since then, I've never relinquished my role in that company. If they could fire me, I'd still do it. So now they're really kind of taken off and it, it's good to see. So I got to do more there. I got to help rebuild their office and, and really redesign a lot of things. I get to redesign curriculum. It's It was kind of cool. Dabble. Dabble's growing. Dabble has started adding new events as other ones kind of fall off. The, there are some that, some events that you just, they don't pick up and those ones just kind of fell off. But we're finding that other ones show up. We had yoga. My big old frame was out there doing bendy bends and trying to at least attempt the things that people were uh, asking me to do. But I really enjoyed it. I'm going to attend it every single time. It's going to be, I think it's good for me, first of all, to do it. But those are the kinds of things. Dabble is growing in a lot of different ways. And so I've been pretty happy with that. And there's a couple feel-good stories. We have a young man who had some struggles getting through high school. He's perfectly capable, very smart, little, little low on confidence, and wasn't planning on going to college, wasn't planning on doing much of really anything after high school, looking for some third shift job, janitorial, something he could do that was just him. Well, after hanging out here, playing with 3D printers, learning how to use CAD because he wants to create his own things and print them off, next thing you know, I have him fixing CAD parts that, we, that we're printing off for customers at Dabble. I explained to him that's a job. And I think it's in two weeks he starts college at Mott. That's awesome. He's going to be a designer. So he'll be a design engineer. And he's fully capable of doing it. That's the cool part is he was not giving himself the credit. We have another student who was a high school dropout, gained a little confidence, made a few friends, asking about how do they get their GED. So we're kind of doing some things that make you warm and fuzzy around here. That's awesome. Speaking of those, Edible Landscape is in full swing. I got to do some of that. I got my hands in the dirt. Not as much as I wish I could have, but I got in there and was able to do it. Was doing it this last weekend. If you're following the Facebooks pages and groups, you're seeing the, the postings. There's food everywhere. We've got English cucumbers and the small pickling cucumbers. Tomatoes are starting to red. We got uh, ripened their uh, aromas, big beefs. Everything's all over the place. There's tons and tons of peppers and different Different food, eggplant, zucchini, all over the city. People are grabbing it just as quick as it's growing, but it's growing quick. So all this rain we've got as of late has really helped. And that's been a lot of fun, seeing the post about people finding their treasures and taking pictures of their hoard of food they were able to bring in. Plus, there's greens all over the place. It's pretty cool. That's amazing. It really is. And then last, one of the more one of the things I'm pretty proud of in just one weekend, we had a back-to-school giveaway where we collect school materials, and we get some from the community. We're still kind of getting people conditioned to clear out the closets and the drawers to bring in stuff they won't use. But we got a sponsor from my trailer in Linden. They gave us $325. I matched awesome. it, and then Dabble matched it. And we were able, in one weekend, we first had a field trip. Kids from Flint came to Dabble, learned about 3D printing, had a great time, got to give away some prints and things to them. Then we had a person get a hold of us. The storm that we had had that, that week had knocked out their fridge. Mm -hmm. We were able to find someone in the community that had one. 
Clay from my trailer, my brother-in-law, shows up with this. He has a fridge, takes it right to their house, full delivery, drops it on their front porch free of charge. And then we had the school supply giveaway, and we were able to give enough supplies for 83 kids. Wow. And we still had... We still had people coming in, so we give out the information to one of the local churches who was giving out backpacks full of supplies, and on their day, they were out in 20 minutes. So in in that one weekend, we probably helped over 100 people. That's amazing. I tell people all the time, not a bad weekend, right? Not a bad weekend at all. It's awesome. Right. So that was exciting. That was recharging. That made, I got to do instead of just talk about it. Now I'm going to talk about it, but I got to do it too. Well, that's amazing. And I'm super, super excited and happy for the community of Durand and every single other person that happened to go in there. They could help out and take part in that. And I'm a little jealous because I wasn't able to be there, but there's always next time. Well, and Dabble gets to do some of those things. And it's really exciting and fun. It's things I enjoy. And I got to take a little bit of time to do those things. And now I get to come back and talk about the things that have happened and the things I've learned in the process. And we can look at the sustainability side of other parts of it. At least I got that moment to do the things. Mm -hmm. So there was also something else that happened while we were out. I'm not sure you get all the emails that come through. I tend to get a lot of the information that comes in funneled in through me i don't get emails i get if if it's if it's a a facebook message through greeting i'll see that i don't get emails yeah and so really we, we were having a lot of emails and even while we were off it seemed like it was more from companies or people wanting to be on the show ceos of of products and companies wanting to be on the show a lot of those i just send them over to mr rob bogan he hangs on to them you know me i'm not a huge fan of doing interview shows that's just awkward it's not in my wheelhouse that's something i'm good at Mm -hmm. and so every once in a while we'll do it we find someone that we really think is a a good person to talk to and we bring them on but in the meantime he just kind of catalogs them and i just forward these emails and we get companies like in the past you know we've had large companies get a hold of us wanting to do a marketing with us that didn't stop That stuff was still coming through. I was forwarding it over to Mr. Bogan. And at the time, we were not running. So I said, don't. Don't even bother contacting them. We're taking some time off. Once we're up and running again, we can discuss it. You and I talked about coming back and having this conversation. Mm -hmm. So I was starting to pay attention. There was a company who sent us several emails. Very nice. They were not your corporate normal emails. It wasn't the form letter. It seemed like a person. A person talking to me. So I talked to you about it. That's Mm -hmm. the magic mind drinks. Yeah. You're going, hey, I'm in. Let's talk to him. Yes. I still wasn't there. And you know me. It's just, I'm weird. But I sent it over to to Mr. Bogan and said, you know what? Give it a shot. Let's see what they say. Because I got to tell you, most of the time when we contact companies back, if we do, it's not fun. It's not a good, it's not a fun conversation. I don't like it. It's awkward. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't even I didn't even really like doing the hot reads for Spotify, but we're on Spotify. So I do. And those are fine. But this like in the middle of a show is hard for me. And that's what this was. There's a a drink that which they call your productivity morning shots by mm-hmm. Magic Mind. It 
it stood out to me only because of how they pre presented it. So Rob got a hold of them, and it came back really kind of cool. This is where they gave us a generous amount of their, or offered a generous amount of the, the product and just said, try it. Tell us what you think. It's basically, give it enough time, mention it at least three times. If you don't like it, it's fine. I don't think I've ever heard that from a company that's contacted us yet. Yeah, no, yeah. it's usually they want to sell us why it's so great. So we'll tell everyone else it's so great. Well, they sometimes they'll send you a script to tell you what to say. Really, it's kind of a do your job. And that's not what I got here. There was no rules. There was no scripts. The person was very positive. And if you follow me on Facebook or Instagram threads, or I guess it's X now, not Twitter, you've seen that I've posted my first, hey, I've got this, I'm trying it. And so I will tell you very first impressions. Very first impressions. And Nick, you haven't gotten yours yet, so you have a, you don't get to say anything. I need there. them. I need them in my life. You were just yawning. So yes, you do. I'm exhausted. Yeah, I'm yawning. So in the meantime, the first thing that happened was I opened the box, right? You get the shipping box. You open the shipping box. And I was a little bummed because the very first thing I see is that it's printed on the inside of the shipping box. They've done a very good job with the marketing. The box folds open and it's got all this beautiful marketing on the inside. But you know what the first thing I'm thinking? Embodied energy. Embodied energy. I, it looked great. I know what they're doing. I appreciate the effort. But I, the, I'm just saying, May, my goodness, we could have skipped it. We could have gone straight to because the, the box it comes with is quite nice. It really didn't need that embodied energy. But on sustainability, I got to say it, right? It's mm -hmm. in a little plastic bottle. That's another thing. I wish there was other ways of managing it. It's just first impressions. And hopefully they don't get upset about me saying this, but I feared drinking it. I've never had any kind of like <laughs> energy drinks. It isn't the thing I've done. You're not a fan of change to begin with. I'm really mm -hmm. not. And it, it was this milky green like substance in a bottle. I wasn't ready. I, you know, I, I missed the first day. Second day, I know I need to do it. I go in there. I take a look and I take a drink. So for those of you who are listening, yes, I've tried it now. I can't really explain the taste at the moment, but I don't. It has, it's like they use carrots to sweeten it. Okay. And it's, it has a, a very unique taste. I didn't get the jitters. I didn't get that big boost of energy that sometimes you, if you're, because of course I Googled them and look at it. I didn't get any of that. I got kind of a solid all day little boost. Now that could be placebo for all I know. We'll find out as we go. But in case anybody's wondering, yes, we've accepted to try out this product. It goes along with some of the things that I buy and try and put online anyways. But this was them reaching out and we're just trying it and we'll <laughs> let you know. And if Nick ever gets it, he'll let you know too. Oh, he but will. I don't He's know. Bashful. But I don't know. It's more like a vitamin drink. So it's not like loading you up with caffeine and then crashing. So I know you're a caffeine guy. Well, I am, but so I figure no matter how the energy is meant to be delivered, if you're already hyped up on caffeine, you might not notice it. So when I do get it, I plan to like abstain from caffeine for at least 24 hours, get it out of my system, and then mm -hmm. take it in my natural zombie state and see what happens. <laughs> in your north, in your zombie, you have a zombie state. Oh, it's yeah. I Frankenstein it to the bathroom every morning. I'll be, I think it's rough. <laughs> 
Well, anyways, we'll yeah, we'll move on from there. I just want listeners to know that it's happening because if you're seeing things pop up, it's not this huge paid ad thing. We're trying it out. We're gonna we're gonna tell you the honest honest truth of it all, and we'll go from there. Anyways, back to our show. It has been so long. It was hard to get going. The first time you and I started this episode on my Echo Fest version. I screwed up the beginning. Like it was hard to get back to it, but it seems like it's almost like riding a bike. Like we're we're in we're rolling again. Well, we're gonna see what happens. I mean, I wanna be here, I wanna be rolling, and I wanna knock it out and have a lot of great episodes. But Mike, that means you and I have to be here. We've got to put in the time. Well, I think we figured out Wednesdays. And I don't plan on, and I'm going to reiterate this, I don't plan on doing what we did before. We did 249 episodes in like three and a half, four seasons, right? That's a lot. That's a lot of work, a lot of episodes, a lot of editing and all that fun stuff. And in case anybody's wondering, we're not a big organization. So it's hard to do as many as what we were doing. To Doing a full episode in a short every single week is a ton of work. The goal is... We're going to do two full episodes a month, like a lot of podcasts do. And then if we can, or if it strikes us to do a short about something, and I may, because that's something I used to do constantly, then we'll add them. They'll just be bonuses. They'll be something added to what we're doing. Yeah. And I'm trying to tell everybody, everybody tell Nick he should do shorts too. Even if it's just his rants for a couple minutes. No, because if I get on a rant, odds are if I say something too inappropriate, I'll get censored, Michael. I can't do that. I can't oh, I deny. Sp- I censor the crap out of you. You can't deny the world. You can't tell me to be me and then deny them of me. <laughs> it's not the way it works. I'm not saying but, I can't do a short. I'm not saying I won't do a short, but I am going to say as honest as I can be about this, I have not really spent hardly any time on social media. In fact, that's one thing that has been very much lacking in my day-to-day the last couple months. I haven't done anything. I haven't posted things to Patreon. I haven't posted any reels on on Facebook. Right after they start paying me for them, I'm like, I don't want to do it right now. It was just, I had too much going on at one time. So if if I get the inspiration, if a sudden urge of awesome just rushes over me and I record a short, I'll do it and you'll have it. But when well, it gets posted and I see it censored, I'll post the raw image. I don't even well, care. Most of the time, the things that you believe should be part of the show that do get censored, and yes, everybody, I take some of the things out of there that Nick says, because sometimes they should, but then I put them in their own section on the site in context of this is how crazy Nick is. And yes, I do. We have a page on the site with the podcast of things I've cut from you, like your creepy on your way to death row discussion about our lights. It was hilarious. Like all the little things. That's where we find them. Okay. Let's get two things straight here. One, if you take something out of a video, you edit it, you censor me and put it somewhere else. That's the opposite of putting it in context. You're taking it out of context to put it somewhere else. Also, I I want to add what's happening. I'm funny. I am the funny one, or I try to, I am one bad dad joke away from a Netflix, Netflix special. I'm telling you. And so, yes, I'm going to be dramatic. But oh, at, really at some point you're going to end up famous. That's just something That's I've true. come to. I've come to grips with that. Uh, someone's going to find you. You are far more charismatic. You selling my wife. I am not ever going to get famous. Okay, <laughs> like it's. <laughs> I'm going to run my mouth, and people are going to be like, "Well, he's too nice to be mean to." So let's just listen to what he has to say. It's going to be wonderful. Now they listen because it's funny. But anyways, I tried. Fine. I, uh, chances are, 
I'm gonna. I can't say I won't censor you because you say crazy things. So I will pretend like I won't. Crazy we'll like from a here. fox. <laughs> so a couple of other things since we're just chatting in this episode. Some interesting things happened in this town that is starting to make me think about other shows that should come up. One of them was I found out I, I got a chance to hang out with Candace and Mayor Jeff. And there's a organization here in Chiawassee County that it helps develop business through relationships and helps draw businesses. We don't get a lot from them. We spend $10,000 a year in dues. And most of the businesses that are here, we have brought. So we were already a little unhappy with the agreement because we're doing a lot of the work. And we've even got people, businesses from Shiawassee County leaving their chamber of commerce and coming to ours because we do a lot of cool things. Durant's chamber is huge. It is. And it's all the surrounding areas, not even just Durand anymore. It's the greater area. That's a Candace thing. Candace does a heck of a job. This company is working diligently to bring a battery plant off of our the main road there across from the, the middle school. So Lansing Highway, or, yeah, Lansing Highway, but did not allow any of the officials from our city to be a part of the conversation. They would not tell them the name of the company. All they kept saying is U.S. company. That is it. U.S. company. They held a meeting to talk details and they removed all of the officials from our town. Why? Because they had not signed NDAs and do not get to have the conversation. Although... Um... It requires the use of our water system. It requires, it's right across from our middle school. This is how these things are working. And I'm pretty lucky where I live because our city came together and said, no, they did their own research. They figured out which company it was. They chased down, you know, the parent company. It's not a U.S. company. It isn't. It is solid state batteries. We've mm -hmm. got water drainage in that area. You've got schools that are close. There was no sustainability plan. All they kept, the answer to everything was the, the wallet is open. And I don't believe that's true. Luckily, Jeff, everybody started shutting it down. We actually fired the organization. We are no Good. longer going to pay the dues because they would not tell us even the most basic information. They just said, this is great for you. You'll be fine. And that's how business gets done around these towns and cities. And that has bothered me. They have changed the site plan to remove it from Durant so that it's no longer a us decision, if you will. Mm -hmm. And didn't move it very far. They moved it into the township, just a, a few hundred, you know, a few yards to the right. So it's still in Durant, just not the city of Durant. Correct. Which is not an improvement. Not much, no. Matter of fact, it's not at all because now we don't even get the revenue for it. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not an improvement at all. If 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 your city bands together and says we don't want this here, and then they they take three steps to the left and say, well, okay, well, technically we're we're abiding by what you say. We have the same kind of crap that happens out here in Montrose. I personally, and I'm going to catch flack for this. I think the notion of a community being separated into city jurisdiction and township jurisdiction is a joke. I don't understand the point of it. I understand all the talking points that people tell me this is why they do it, but it's still one community. It's no different than like here in Montrose. No one in the township can vote on anything that happens in the city, but the city gets all their money from people that live in the township spending it in the city. So as far as I'm concerned, and yeah, I'm going to get fired up over this, it's asinine. 
It doesn't make sense. And there's not, I'll, I'll stand here until I'm blue in the face. If people can explain it and explain it because it's what they've been taught to explain and they're taught to think they understand it. They don't understand it. What they do is they remember it. It's not the same thing. It does not make sense. You are one community. Your kids go to the same school. You shop at the same stores. It, you live in the same area. You're policed by the same police officers. There's no reason why there should be two different jurisdictions as far as what's allowed, who can vote on what, who does this, who can run for this office. Oh, you're the mayor of Duran. I'm the mayor of the city of Duran. I don't have no nothing in the township. Like It's bullshit. Right. Yeah. I no, there's, I yeah, there's, yeah, I know. I, now we got swear words in here. See, this is what I'm talking about. So much for family friendly re returning back episodes. This is the great family friendly episode. They'll, they'll understand it. <laughs> the, I have already offered if needed. I don't need to be there for meetings. These guys are the leadership in Duran is doing one heck of a job. They don't Good. need me. It's going to be a power struggle for a little bit, but I did offer if they if they need me for any sustainability assessments to look at any water drainage, what the the energy use from the plant, how Potential that will hazards, affect things. Yeah. yeah, the hazards, the wildlife in the area, whatever we've got that needs to be assessed, I'm in. I will support the leadership in Durand 100%, and I am 100% behind the decisions they are making. So good. So that hat that is happening right now, which is starting to kind of give me an idea of another upcoming episode. Another thing that happened is, is we're tearing down old buildings. We've been getting some funding and tear down some of the blight in this area. And one is that old simplicity factory. And that property has been sold to a company that's going to rebuild on the same site. We're going to be able to utilize that site now. It came to us because there was an activist there during the ceremony where they you know walk over and hit it with a hammer and go we're tearing this down yay and someone was very upset because the bats that are inside that building has been empty for a long period of time has at this point collected a significant a significant amount of bats living in it sometimes in small towns you don't really know how to answer the question the real the realistic answer is when you hire a company to take things down they have to do all the the animal assessments they have to check and see if there's any protected species there and they have to get the the correct permits and things to do so mm -hmm. the cool part is is candace and, and again none of this is me i it's funny because now people are just running with things candace is working on having the high school building bat boxes We've got extra wood from Edible Landscape Project. We're talking about building dozens and dozens and dozens of these bat boxes and placing them all over the city, which at first was Candace saying there's at least some secondary homes for the wildlife that will be displaced. Mm -hmm. What they don't realize is, is the, the level of comfort it will supply to our downtown space. While I was down there this last week when it's hot and it's muggy, there were bugs everywhere. Gnats flying around your face. It's mm -hmm. just... It's really uncomfortable. What they don't realize is by doing that with bat boxes, now that they're thinking a little more, a little differently, it's not tear down the building and they'll find a home. We actually mm -hmm. don't want them to leave. It's They're going to eat their body weight in insects every night. Yes, they will. And downtown space will become more comfortable because of our new friends relocating to the downtown space. That's awesome. How? But I do have a question. How are they going to get the bats out of the building? Because just kind of poking the elephant in the conversation, bats sleep during the daytime and they're not buildings down during the daytime. So if they destroyed the building where the bats are sleeping, the bats will not wake up with enough time to fly out. They're going to die. Yeah, I have no, first of all, I don't know, but I do know this is not the first building to be taken down during the day with wildlife in it. 
You don't see I have <laughs> I will have to assume there's a process. And our city, with the leadership we have, is going to be very diligent in checking that and following through on making sure that whatever the process is that prevents these animals from passing or you know, being killed is being followed. Yeah, I would hope that, and I've never done this, but I would hope that there's some way just maybe if the building is structurally secure enough to walk in there, it put is. the bat boxes, put the bat boxes in there with some kind of bait that attracts the bats to go in them instead of just randomly sleeping in the structure itself and then go in there at night do it during the daytime, you know, remove the boxes out, hopefully with the bats, and then you're good to demo it. Well, and remember, this is not a we're putting TNT blowing it up. This no, is a piece no. by piece removal. The disruption that one corner of it getting tore down, cleaned up, and removed should. And in many cases, scare off the wildlife. It, so you go I through understand. section by section. It's usually gone by the time you get there. I understand that, but that doesn't change the fact that they can't see for Jack. And it's if you <laughs> release a bat in the middle of a bright day, it's toast. I mean, right. maybe it finds a place to sleep. Maybe a bigger bird flies down and eats it. That's why I said, like, maybe the, the boxes could be installed first. So they have a chance. I just, I worry about it. Plus, I, I don't really have a clue how it works. And so I'm really ignorant yeah. to it. So it makes my brain spin. Yeah, I'm no better. Um, this whole scenario became a conversation Saturday. And and we talked about it. And the fact is, is we have to follow up with the company hired and what their process okay. is. And be able to make sure that, I mean, we we're basically telling them, we see it. We know what, what's happening this is we we want to make sure things are done correctly. And in the meantime, we really don't want them to relocate elsewhere. We still want them near us because they have a massive benefit to us in the ecosystem and our comfort within the city. Absolutely. And I'm pretty excited that the city didn't just say tear down a building. They, they started to come up with their own ways to keep the bats around. That's and that's good. not something you usually see. <laughs> in a no, city. that's a good thing. It really is steps of progress. Yeah, so maybe that maybe that full story can become a show one day or a short. It should. Maybe when we find out exactly how you're supposed to do it, that would be a nice conversation. In case other cities are a little less attentive, listeners could show up and tell them how it works. I actually yeah. really like that idea, and I hope that happens. Yeah, there's always this possibility, but but you know, so that's one of the ideas that we come across with different shows. There's also nature infused downtowns which we're going to record next and i think that's going to be fun because i think cities should be designed with both humans and nature in mind because i think it will eat it will enhance the experience of even humans mm -hmm. but we some other things that we haven't covered that we need to cover fast fashion fast furniture both of those mm -hmm. are a big deal when it comes to sustainability well, the embodied energy and some of that stuff is nightmarish and because it lasts such a short amount of time and it's built to be replaced quickly. It's just, it's a nightmare. Yeah, the planned obsolescence is, and we'll get to it in a show, but the fact is, is they there was an, an, an assessment done where people decided that styles change so quickly. Why should the furniture last beyond that amount of time? Well, yeah, they so want their money. They want people to shop. Well, but it's even like, they're not going to keep it anyway. So why do we put more money into building great, better things if people are so accustomed to swapping it out every four years, five years because of new fads and styles? And it's just and a negative the, feedback loop. That's, that's actually kind of ugly. backwards. That's backwards. 
So when you call it planned obsolescence, it's actually exactly what it was. See, the problem is people used to buy things so they wouldn't have to buy it, so they did last. And so they continuously started pumping out new styles and lowering the quality. So even if they did buy something, it was going to break. Instead of, I mean, how many houses have you walked into? And I know you've seen the same furniture set I'm talking about. This old, like, wooden frame set with the the, the cloth cushions that have got, like, a like usually it's like a covered wagon thing on it. They're from, like, the, maybe the 70s or the 80s. And then if you go back even further, those couches that have, like, the frilly little curtains that cover up the bottom so no one can see. Those things were built to last forever. Like, they weren't, they weren't cheap. They weren't right. built to be replaced. And it's clear people didn't replace them because... You and I, we've ghost hunted in houses with those things. People bought them and never had to get new ones. Yeah. It's there that I think they'd be a great episode. I really want to do that one. So those are in the process now of being written. Fast furniture, fast fashion. It's stuff that needs to be out there. Those are ones that we should probably revisit every year or two, see what's changed, and if not, remind people about them. And then another one I ran into and it, the conversation started with Jameson is social media and their algorithms, how we can kind of protect ourselves and understand how these algorithms work, understand what they're doing to us, because it is a doing to us thing. Oh, yeah. Her and I both noticed a very distinct change in the last shoot. Now, I mean, it's been pretty recent where things that I would never look up, things that I would never pay attention to are showing up. From conspiracy theories to far-fetched alien ideas are just popping up on everything I have. Like it's it's like they're it's like they were getting close to an election. So let's start throwing as much crazy out there as possible. And I think there should be a show about understanding how these things work, how why we're seeing the things we see. I agree with that, but I'll tell you right now, the majority of it is just that anything tied to your email, uh, because your email is logged into so many things. If and here's a stupid example, I shop at Webstaurant.com. Okay, Webstaurant.com. Heather is logged into my account on a computer on the other side of the room, looking at a reusable dispenser for plastic wrap. Okay. Okay. I'm on my phone. That same email address used to Google everything that I used for the profile on Webstaurant is also the same one I have on my Facebook account. I am scrolling my newsfeed on Facebook. And would you guess what Webstaurant advertisements pop up in front of me? Well, it's that reusable plastic wrap container. (laughs) It's outlandish. Now, that's useful for me. But when you figure that every single thing you you search in, in Google, everything is recorded, everything. Uh-huh. Even and there's two separate lists. There's like your history, then your, there's your history that you can't delete. That information goes somewhere. You want to talk about algorithms? We could talk. I will get all up on those conspiracy theories with you. You have no idea. I'm down. Well, and there's a ton of different methods because it's different for each social media group, if you will, or company. But in general. There's a basic way it functions connected to other things. And I think that I think that's something that not a ton of people know about, that talking about it can have some value. I hope and so. so that just kind of popped out. And if you've got a show that you want to hear about, send it to us. We're recollecting some of these things after having some time off. I tend to end up with a laundry list of like 20, 30 things in prep because I start becoming real observant of things around us and we add it in there. But if you have something, send it to us. We're absolutely, we love to get those things. And I'll tell you, quite often they get pushed to the front of the line because the listener wants to hear about it. 
I agree. So that's what we had. This is this episode was really more of Nick and I getting back on here, letting people know we're back, setting an expectation we'll actually follow, and just kind of getting back in the groove of doing what we do. Yeah. No, I'm I wasn't sure what I was gonna say. Not that I'm ever really sure I'm doing this because it's been quite a while, but I'm excited to be back. I really, really need to make sure that I'm on your butt to make sure that we have time to do this. I mean, this is kind of became, it was part of our life for three years. I don't want it to go away. No, and I don't either. This is something I really enjoy doing. And I'll tell you, I lose touch with some of my sustainability things when we're not doing this show. And that's almost as disruptive in my life as be having to say more than I do. So I, I kind of learned a lesson over the summer and I need to get back into it and enjoy the things we enjoy, make the time for the things we like and go from there. Absolutely. So in closing, first of all, I just want to say thank you to all of you who are listening right now, because you kind of allowed us to take our break and still came back. We appreciate that. That that means a lot to both of us. Now that we're back, our, our goal is to create content you see value in. And hopefully you will continue to enjoy realistic sustainability for years to come. So thank you. Number two, I'm going to say thank you to Magic Mind for offering us a truly wonderful experience with a company who's actually looking for honest feedback. We appreciate that. We are just two guys. We are not professionals. We like to pretend like we are, but we are not. We are a couple of guys who enjoy sustainability. And it's really cool that when a company acts good, when they show up with integrity, I think it should be shouted from the rooftops. So thank you. Next, and not last, of course, but Nick, thank you for your patience. While I get everything in line and get ourselves back in order, I appreciate your patience with waiting for me to get my <laughs> my ducks in a row. What? What are you laughing? There is nothing for you to thank me for. I have been so busy. I have just been living my life. I appreciate you tolerating all of my BS because I promise you there is more to come. And you think that uh, you can censor me. Uh, you can't hold me down on Peacock. You got to let me fly, Michael. <laughs> Oh, good. He's going to be doing videos, tagging it underneath these things at some point. Probably. So and really the, the bottom line is for you, for myself, and for every listener, there's one main goal. And that's that we get a little bit better each day. That we find ways to improve ourselves, learn from mistakes, learn from the things we do wrong, and get a little better each day. Little bit, little bit, big bit. Thanks again. I'm Mike. And I'm Nick. And we will see you in a couple of weeks.